Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. There's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through Hello folks and thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the Conservative Conversation And part of the Patriot Journalist Network and you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And you can hear from the founder, Mark Prasik, of the Patriot Journalist Network by listening to our podcast uh, from last week. They can find here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can also hear it on uh, iTunes as well as uh, we did some live streaming on uh, it's kind of a test there on YouTube, so that'll be uh, interesting. If you'd like to get a link to the YouTube uh, video, uh, just give uh, me a message on the Bard's Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, and you can send me a message via the contact portal to do that. And, of course, uh, it is a somber week, uh, again, here in the United States. Uh, on uh, multiple fronts, but of course, mainly we're speaking of uh, the attack there in Las Vegas, uh, which uh, investigations are still going on. That's going to be a part of our discussion tonight. Uh, what we're going to be talking about, definitely different posts on Facebook and then different news outlets. Of course, there's the, the different takes on what happened and why, and we'll, we'll discuss <laughs> a lot of that this evening uh, and probably in our second half of our show. Uh, tonight, but of course, you know, our uh, hearts and uh, minds and thoughts go out uh, to the families and friends of the loved ones who were killed and uh, uh, killed there. And of course, we, uh, their families, uh, were able to come through. And I tell you what, I mean, uh, the song tonight, Emma's cannot, opening song cannot have almost a more poignant uh, meaning uh, than what they're, you know, they're, they're going through there. Uh, there so you know we can't be broken we got to move on and we'll talk about you know what uh, could have the slaughter in, in Las Vegas been prevented uh, we'll discuss that but we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll go from there at, at that point and now right now uh, we are going to first talk about uh, Puerto Rico uh, and of course uh, there has been you know the devastation there uh, first, of course, you know, they had, they already had some budgeting problems. Uh, and then, of course, with the hurricanes decimating the island and, of course, Trump being there, uh, there's, been, uh, there's been a lot of talk about this for a long time, but I think it's starting to come more to the fore. And that is the thought of Puerto Rico becoming the United States 51st state. And so uh, that'll be the first part of our topic this evening. And I'm going to start off uh, with an article uh, that I have here uh, that I found. 
this is actually from the LA Times, so you can kind of already get an idea of what this is going to be. Uh, but this could be per- first part of the discussion. Uh, now, I, uh, you know, lean more towards favoring uh, Puerto Rico becoming a state. Uh, but then, of course, I do have my reservations as well, especially with uh, them being in the economic state that they are. Uh, and you know, we're already given money, but it sounds like uh, we're going to be giving them uh, the six million, you know, six million dollars, billion dollars more towards aid there. And so if they become a state, perhaps they'd be able to take on more responsibility. Of course, with them uh, becoming a state, there's definitely a lot of different things for us to look at, uh, and what's the uh, repercussions for both Puerto Rico, but the rest of the nation. Uh, remember, folks, if uh, Puerto Rico was to become a state. Of course, then they have to find out how many more representatives there be in the House and then in the Senate. Uh, now, two more senators. So that could definitely shift the balance of power uh, for quite some time. Um, I believe that, you know, we'll, we'll see. But the, the way the different parties that they have there, they sound like Puerto Rico would be more of a, uh, a progressive, a blue state than it would be a red state. Caused me some consternation there. Um, now there's only three, four million people in the, uh, in the whole state, and so in the last uh, election they had only like a half a million or a million people may have voted uh, in you know their elections. Uh, but be that as it may, uh, that could certainly that, that shift the balance of power, uh, and we certainly be, we would want to be mindful of that. I mean, who knows? Uh, but that's kind of where I'm thinking my thoughts are with that now. Um, and so let's go ahead and now this said uh, this article is from the uh, L.A. Times, which, you know, of course, we normally don't go to there. But I, I think this uh, can put both out the sediment and uh, some information as well. We'll make some commentary. It says Puerto and, and now, of course, as I said, you can tell them it's from the outset from this article. Uh, but it, it can be informative, too. It's, uh, it says Puerto Ricans have long felt like second-class U.S. citizens. The island lacks voting representation in Congress or any power in presidential elections. Nearly everything costs more. Well, they're an island. Look at Hawaii. Things cost more in Hawaii because why? Well, it's Hawaii. It's tropical. Same with Puerto Rico. Plus, things cost more because it costs more to get supplies there. (laughs) So, you know, that's one thing, you know, things are, you know, and it's always, you know, I can't tell it, but in, you know, in a lot of instances, especially if you compare Puerto Rico and Hawaii, of course, you know, there's there's logistics that make things more costly. But anyway, let me continue. Uh, costs more, including health care. And now amid the devastation of Hurricane Maria, Puerto Rico has another reminder of its status as a non-state, the slow arrival of federal assistance. Uh, now, this article was uh, actually today at 3 a.m. It says, President Trump's explanation for the difficulty of providing aid only reinforced its sense of isolation. This is an island surrounded by water, he said. Big water, ocean water. Okay, they, they pro- sounds like they just took part of his, his quote. But anyway, it says, with Trump scheduled to visit here Tuesday, uh, the response to the disaster has revived a longstanding debate over the territory's relationship to the rest of the United States and what could be done to address inequalities. Here we go. Uh, but anyway, it says, 
It is certainly the response. Now, this is I find interesting. <clears throat> it says it is certainly the responsibility of all U.S. citizens to ask themselves if we believe in democracy, if we believe in rights and equality, which are the pillars of our society. How can we still have a colonial territory with more than three million citizens? Uh, that don't have access to the same rights and same political power. Puerto Rico Governor Ricardo Rossello told reporters Monday. Well, you're not a state. Now, as I said, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards it being uh, uh, the 51st state, but I, I really hope that if, whether they do or don't, it doesn't bring about a entitlement uh, mentality uh, on, and that they're entitled uh, to it. That's certainly not uh, something that I would subscribe to. It says, uh, military veterans uh, gave the same sacrifice to the nation they love, but they don't get the same benefits just because they live over here, he said. Rosello, who said he plans to raise such questions of fairness with, President, with Trump on Tuesday and his new progressive party, see what I mentioned earlier, folks, argue that the first step of righting the wrongs is to make the island a state. Uh, a, six, a significant number of Puerto Ricans appear to agree with this based on five referendums held on the issue since 1967. The most recent in June offered voters three options, the current territorial status, statehood or independence, and a free association with the United States. Statehood won with 97% of the vote, but turnout was historically low at 23% in part uh, because of a boycott by the popular Democratic Party, which favors the status quo. Uh, ultimately, Puerto Rico has little say in whether it becomes a state. Uh, the power rests with the Congress. Now, I'll be honest, folks, this is something that kind of came uh, new to me. I mean, I knew part of it, but I thought, you know, they vote, and I know it's got to be ratified. But um, since the power rests with the Congress, uh, but both House and Senate, which I kind of forgot about this part, both the House and Senate would have to approve it, and the president, who would have to sign off of it. The last state to be added were Hawaii and Alaska in 1959. The U.S. see, see how they use the this uh, the, the terms here. The U.S. seized Puerto Rico in the Spanish-American War in 1898 and granted its people citizenship in 1917. They pay federal taxes. But the resident commissioner who represents them in Congress has no vote, and their votes in presidential elections are largely symbolic since the island has no electoral vote. Again, what I was saying, folks, there's definitely going to be uh, some changes, slight changes in our system, but even those so slight, especially in the, you know, not this past election, but uh, recent elections where it's been so vote. And just a couple more electoral college votes can swing the balance of power. At least uh, on the uh, the national presidential level, uh, but anyway, it says the island's deep economic crisis was already fueling new calls for statehood when Ma uh, Hurricane Marina or Maria hit last month. Its devastation has given new life to the campaign. Jose Fuentes, chairman of the Washington-based Puerto Rico Statehood Council, said now is the time for Congress to put Puerto Rico on the road to statehood. Uh, by bringing its tax, education, and health care reimbursements, interesting, in line with the mainland. Keep in mind, health care reimbursement. Uh, the destruction in Puerto Rico gave the U.S. a chance to do the right thing and rebuild the territory as a state, he said. 
this is, a, this is the time. Are we going to invest the money to rebuild Puerto Rico and be in the same position with, when another storm hits? Has mixed support among members of Congress with Puerto Rican roots, advocates, and political leaders on the island. Two of the island's main political parties support either independence or a version of the current Commonwealth status. San Juan Mayor Carmen Yolen Cruz, who has traded barbs with Trump in recent days over delayed federal hurricane aid, said Monday that statehood won't turn Puerto Rico into Disneyland. Uh, a member of the popular Democratic Party, she noted that deep disparities in wealth, education, and other economic social indicators exist between U.S. states. Uh, she said, uh, it says, I'm an advocate of a di- – now, this is where I take a pause on, on this. And uh, it says, I am an advocate of a different relationship with the U.S. that allows us more power, more sovereignty. Well, there's, re- there's, you know, there's statehood for you. I mean you, you have state sovereignty, but that's not what she's talking about. Uh, and recognizes Puerto Rican as a Caribbean nation not necessarily a nation of you know it's in separate countries what she's she's wanting puerto rico to be but yet then she wants us to go ahead and give give them what six billion dollars uh she said outside the city's emergency operations center in roberto clemente coliseum in the next few months we have to talk about what that relationship will be in that relation between the united states and puerto rico it says she and other Puerto Rican mayors joined a conference call Monday uh, with Trump's Homeland Security Advisor Tom Bossert and other administration officials, who she said let us know with the White House is very committed to making things work, and we've had some challenges, but with the help of the mayors, they hope things will go faster. It says looming over the question of Puerto Rico status is the exodus of Puerto Ricans to the U.S. mainland. Uh, and we've talked about that earlier about you know population drain, but it's draining our systems and uh, draining the systems of the country they're leaving. I believe uh, Dr. Tolbert was talking about that. It says uh, to you, it's a, a process that was already being driven by economic hardship, but seems poised to accelerate in the aftermath of Hurricane Maria, especially as shortages of power, gasoline, food, and water persist. Uh, we don't know if these folks are overwhelmingly pro-statehood or pro-commonwealth. We have no idea who's leaving the island, said Almacar Barreto, an associate professor of political science, international affairs, and public policy at Northeastern University. For many Puerto Ricans, he said, the status issue is about your identity. Do you identify as American, more Puerto Rican than American? That's the nature of status politics. It's like a marriage with all the emotional attachments. As Rosello pointed out, any Puerto Rican can simply move to the U.S. mainland and be guaranteed the full rights of all citizens. On the streets of San Juan on Monday, it wasn't hard to find a supporter for statehood. I was born in New York. Now I live in Puerto Rico. I don't have the same rights I had there, said Peter Carasquillo. Uh, 50, a film writer and director who voted for statehood in the last referendum, they should have taken up this issue long ago. Uh, he had lost his home in the hurricane, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let's go down. Says another guy says, we are American. 
Uh, I lived in Miami for six months, and there's so much more help there, more medical help, education for children, opportunity to better yourself, to set a business. And that's where I want to kind of take pause. As I said, I mean, I am leaning towards, you know, statehood, uh, but it sounds like that they just want to join the United States to take, 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 take. I don't see anywhere in this article where it's going to benefit the United States of America. You know, and I want to see a benefit. I want to see where the United States would benefit from Puerto Rico becoming a state. I, I, at this point, I don't see what the benefit is. It actually benefits them more than, more than us. Um, so I, I don't know what, uh, what the benefits, you know, maybe as we talk, you know, explore more together tonight on this, we'll, uh, we'll find out. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but anyway, let me go ahead and finish off that, that, that article. And oops, I'm going to click to the other one first. Anyway, it says, uh, we should become the 51st state, said Reverend Carlos Bays Riviera, 56. I, well, here's another thing. <laughs> I know the U.S. has its own problems, but we should be unified. We are part of the United States. We have problems the U.S. can help us with, like the economy, but mostly it's the feeling inside that we are American. Uh, but old San Juan, 73, you old Jimmy Hastings, who was repairing his house and plans to stay – Opposes statehood. The U.S. took Puerto Rico in 1898, he said. We have always been a colony, and that won't change if we become a state. So, you know, just definitely different. Uh, you know, there's, there's definitely, you know, things to be said about it. And what I don't, uh, so I don't know on whether it be, you know, a good thing or, or bad thing for the, for them, definitely. But I don't want it to come on, to come on, where they are, you know, just just taking from us, I and mean, we already have enough with with that. But of course, if California ends up leaving, maybe we'll back down to uh, the fifty states, which I mean, I really don't see, I really don't see that happening uh, with that. And so, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, if anybody, you know, whether you're out there listening live or whether you're out there listening to the uh, podcast. Again, you can send me a message to host uh, by going to the Bard's Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, and you can send me a message by going to the, uh, the contact page. Now, I don't know how many people out there who, who's known or affected anybody. We'll get, as I say, we'll talk about this later on the show. Uh, you know, about what happened in Las Vegas, uh, but it's certainly going to, you know, grabbing uh, everyone's attention, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, but first, uh, you know, as I said, just still exploring uh, what this is with, um, you know, with Puerto Rico becoming state. I know it's, you know, there's talk about Puerto Rico, but you really don't hear this a lot uh, coming from, you know, you know, from from anything. I mean, you, you watch, you know, of course, CNN's probably not covering, but you know, Fox News or anything. I mean, they're they're really not. I mean, this. Uh, I know a lot of people are still focused on, uh, you know, what happened in in Las Vegas, but there's, you know, there there, there are other things, you know, to speak of as well. And I'm not trying to sound callous. I mean, you know, they're saying that that's the worst, 
uh, you know, mass shooting in the United States in history. And we're definitely going to talk about. Well, anyway, as I said, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. Let me go ahead and and as we explore whether it it being a, a good or a bad thing for Puerto Rico to uh, join the United States. Um, and so we've got uh, you know this this article here. This kind of gives you some background and some history of it because you know a lot of people may not even be aware that you know there actually has been you know a lot. <laughs> going on with uh, Puerto Rico becoming the, the 51st state. And and this is something that, that, that Trump is going to have to deal with. I mean, if, if they actually can get, uh, you know, Congress, because it looks like, you know, according to the, what I've seen, uh, the people want to do it. I mean, it's going to take Congress and Senate to ratify, and, of course, uh, Trump to sign and, and, and make it happen. I mean, it's going to take time. But, I mean, this, this could actually happen in the Trump administration. It's definitely – uh, a crisis uh, that uh, has, you know, has come upon with uh, the the economy, you know, and you know of, of Puerto Rico, and then also with the hurricanes. But you know, as our title suggests, there's also or states there's also it could be a lot of opportunity. I mean, e- even just historically, you know, the history of of Trump being the president during the you know the bringing on of uh, the 51st states. I mean, that's yeah. You know, you know, some will put a feather in the cap or whatever, or leave a legacy. That certainly could be uh, one of them. But let's go ahead and, as I stated, you know, this, this article here gives us some background on, you know, there actually have been efforts, you know, that a lot of people probably don't even know about uh, for that. And, and so, and give some ideas. It says for 520 years, Puerto Rico has been a colony, colony of Spain first and of the United States uh, since 19 or 1898. It is the oldest colony in the world. Three consecutive U.S. presidents encouraged Puerto Rico to make a permanent decision about our political status. Uh, This was the case of the task force established by President Clinton to deal with our status issue. It was followed by both President Bush and Barack Obama's respective White House reports on Puerto Rico's status in 2005, 2007, and 2011. Well, there we go. Sorry, I had a freezer. So Bush's uh, 2007 task force report on Puerto Rico clearly states on page six, the Department of Justice concluded in 1959 that Puerto Rico remained a territory and, as noted above, the Supreme Court, while recognizing that Puerto Rico exercises substantial political autonomy under the current Commonwealth system, has held that Puerto Rico remains fully subject to the congressional authority under the Territory Clause. Uh, because it stated they're, they're a territory of the United States. So the most recent report, Obama's task force on Puerto Rico's status, issued on March 11, 2011, is a very important contribution, not only in terms of solving our political status, but also in terms of improving our economy within the U.S. and the global reality. Uh, I quote from the report, and this is from The Hill, a blog from The Hill. Since the task force is further committed to moving resolutions of the status issue forward in a meaningful way with the goal of resolving it on a short timetable, the recommendations set forth below are directed toward that end. It also says to these effect uh, recommendations, number one states the task force recommends that all relevant parties 
the president, Congress, and the leadership of the people of Puerto Rico work to ensure that Puerto Ricans are able to express their will about status options and have or, and have that will acted upon by the end of 2012 or soon thereafter. Well, you know, this is five years now. Okay, and it says uh, on November 6, 2012, the people of Puerto Rico held a plebiscite to make a decision on the island status. The ballot consisted of two questions, and the results were as follows. Do you agree that Puerto Rico should continue to have its uh, present form of territorial status, Commonwealth? 46% said yes, 54% no. Uh, irrespective of your answer to the first question, indicate which of the following non-territorial options you prefer. Statehood, 61%, independence, 5%, sovereign, free, associated state, 33%. So as the majority of votes rejected the, president, the present colonial state status, thus withdrawing the consent of the governor. Now, there you go. Uh, uh, there, <clears throat> there you go, John. Uh, consent of the governed. <laughs> That's one of his favorite, uh, favorite things to talk about. But anyway, so while well, the results of this plebiscite are clear and were immediately accepted and ratified by the White House, they were disputed by some leaders of the present colonial Commonwealth status. In order to dispel any doubts, in April 2013, President Obama proposed that $2.5 million be appropriated to the Justice Department to be assigned to the Puerto Rico Election Commission for the purpose of resolving Puerto Rico's status problem by consulting its voters on one or more status options that are compatible with the Constitution, laws, and public policy of the United States. The time the vote would be under federal auspices so that the results cannot be disputed by any of the political parties on the island. It says we would endorse President Obama's call for another plebiscite under federal auspices. So, you know, you see they Blah blah blah. You know they have talked about it before. There's also with you know with President Bush, uh, he said the the U.S. Constitution would not permit a new Commonwealth proposal because the land under U.S. sovereignty must be either a state or a territory, which as you know right now uh, Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. Um, and you know they're saying you know and again they're saying that they they should be you know, members of the United States because, you know, they fought in our wars and, and things of that nature. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, but, but I'm still, you know, want to see what the, what the benefits are uh, to us, the citizens of the rest of the United States, uh, to have an added, added state. I mean, you know, one of the things I'm hoping to find, and, and, and yet if not, is, you know, find what the benefits are, you know, for that. Uh, they were just looking at some articles uh, for it, and so you know I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the let's see, I'm looking at the chat here. I'm looking at Facebook, and then I'm also uh, looking at uh, the calls here. And if anyone is out there and they are having a problem calling in, uh, send me. Well, I guess they couldn't hear me <laughs> either. Uh, so I'm going to have to check on that because, I, you know, it's unusually quiet uh, here in the – just everywhere here. So I don't know if people are having problems getting in or what. Normally we have uh, 
many folks uh, in the chat and also in the uh, in the calls. And so far, it looks like we do not. So I don't know if anyone is having uh, difficulties uh, calling in here. So one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, check on that, see if there's any type of uh, difficulties for folks, contact some of our people but in the meantime uh as i said i do see some you know a couple folks in if you'd like to chime in just push by check this out just push the one on your number dial we'll uh work on getting you in uh but first we'll go ahead and you know plug one of my clips i do like to uh you know promote this uh of course you know, people who are you know the, on the show or not new to the show they know that you know of course i'm really into uh you know our space program and getting that, I mean, as, as I said, the Trump administration can just do a lot of historical things. I think there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of opportunities uh, for uh, for Trump, you know, to actually have a legacy. I mean, you know, unfortunately, President Bush's his legacy, of course, was 9/11 and the war. Uh, Obama's legacy is now going to be downing of the economy. It's also, you know, Obamacare, you know, his thing, and then, of course, the immigration problems. Uh, but by gosh, it would be nice to have a president who's actually going to have a positive legacy. Now, I know we're only we're, – I don't know what think about. We're almost a year <laughs> a year in his first uh, term. Uh, well, that's presuming the second one. But you know what I mean? I mean, it's, you know, it's about – it's October already. So it's already been nine months uh, for that. But, I mean, we certainly can have – uh, a lot of history here, and then we'll also talk about, you know, what, what he could do to have a legacy for uh, himself, and of course the United States, you know, doing things uh, differently, getting things accomplished. Um, now I see. Uh, now I, I, I have seen uh, a, a note here that they're receiving reports of, of hosts having problems connecting with Skype, um, but I'm, I, I'm called in, so I'm not using Skype. But I'm wondering if others are actually having trouble phone-wise getting in and also with the chat. So let me go ahead and he- play this audio clip. Now, this is from the uh, GOP National Convention uh, this past uh, election, and uh, we'll go ahead and play that while I do uh, I do some uh, checking because I am all- not just the host. I am also the producer uh, and the communications officer of the program. So let me go ahead and play that while I do some uh, some looking. Thank you very much, uh, folks, and enjoy the clip. To command a space shuttle mission. Good evening. It's great to be here with you tonight. Thank you. From the moment the first pilgrims arrived on our shores, Americans have been asking, what's next? We are a nation built by the passion of people who weren't afraid to do something first, to step into the unknown and to pave our own way forward. We are a nation of explorers. In 1961, President Kennedy issued a challenge to America to land a man on the moon and return him safely to Earth. And 47 years ago, on this very day, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin answered that call and they walked on the moon. 
they took with them an American flag and a plaque bearing the inscription, Here, men from planet Earth first set foot upon the moon, July 1969. We came in peace for all mankind. We landed on the moon to fulfill a leadership challenge and to explore. We know that exploration leads to invention, innovation, and discovery. For example, our successful robotic missions to Mars, Jupiter, and Pluto have provided valuable information about our own planet. But in 2011, the space shuttle program ended. The last time the United States launched our own astronauts from our own soil was over five years ago. We must do better than that. Countries that are strong are countries that explore, invent, and discover to remain resilient in a changing world. I'm honored to have played a role in our nation's heritage of explorers as the first woman to command a space shuttle mission, joining the ranks of those that have fought to lead the way. Thanks. And we are all so proud of our Apollo program that put our astronauts on the moon first in peace for all mankind. Nations that lead on the frontier lead in the world. We need that visionary leadership again, leadership that will inspire the next generation of explorers to have that same passion. We need leadership that will ask Americans, Americans will ask again, what's next? We need leadership that will make America's space program first again. And we need leadership that will make America great again. I want to thank all of you. Thank you for what you're doing. God bless America. Folks, I have not uh, heard from anyone, uh, so I don't know what – I am getting a message here uh, that the host would be having troubles uh, connecting via Skype. Uh, however, you know, I do have actually a Skype caller in. I call in regular, but it doesn't say anything here about other folks having a hard time uh, calling in. Uh, but we'll see. If, I don't know. I've seen one other. Uh, but let's see if, if they've had some problems when we get them in. But anyway, I did find uh, an article here for us uh, at the greengarageblog.org. It says the eco-friendly blog, so that sounds interesting. It's uh, the 17 big pros and cons of Puerto Rico becoming a state. Um, it says being under the U.S. territory for many years, Puerto Rico is fully protected and supported by the U.S. government, but this does not mean that Puerto Ricans have all the same rights as stateside residents of the U.S. 
Things such as the right to vote and other benefits are not given to Puerto Ricans, but they are allowed to fight in the U.S. military and can also own land in the U.S. So why not just make Puerto Rico a U.S. state? Let's look at the pros and cons that go with it. The list of pros of Puerto Rico becoming a state. It allows for an improved quality of life. Nearly half of all people in Puerto Rico are living under the poverty line, and its integration as a full state would bring job opportunities and wealth of benefits to a country that desperately needs it. So let's uh, analyze uh, these. Is one is great. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, the more I read, the more I the, maybe I might be changing my mind about Puerto Rico becoming a, you know, a state. Uh, but it says that nearly with half the people living under the poverty level, if we make them a state, does that mean that's going to put um, another 1.5 million people on the American dole? Is that going to make another 1.5 million people on food stamps and welfare and WIC and all those other things? Oh, man, I, look, look, I don't well, – I don't like the thought of that. Says it helps the U.S. greatly, and well, this should be interesting. Says it helps the U.S. greatly in terms of economics. According to records, Puerto Rico is costing the U.S. over 22 billion a year, but as a state, it can contribute nearly uh, two billion to the U.S. Treasury every year. Two billion. Well, we're still that, that that's only getting two billion of 22 billion back. That's still a 20 billion dollar deficit. Okay, again, I don't see uh, I don't see a pro there. It's, hey, good to see you, Susan. I, I want to ask if you had any troubles uh, calling in because uh, I know you know some folks may have. But anyway, let's go go through this, and then uh, we'll get you in. And then well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and get people in. But I, I still want to go through this pros and cons uh, because that's what you know I wanted us to do. Anyway, I, I had this article. I just had to, to, to find it as well. Uh, and so let's go ahead and bring in uh, Susan. Uh, thank you very much, Susan, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, fine. I sort of had trouble with my phone. I don't know if it had anything to do with you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because I, mean, I had, because, uh, you know, I was talking to Dr. Tolbert earlier today, and we were, you know, actually uh, going through some show prep uh, uh, together today. And so, you know, I haven't seen him here in our call, so I was. You know, I was you know I was wondering that normally I, we have uh, some folks uh, in our chat, and I'm not seeing any anything in the chat either. So I don't know uh, what, what what's going on with that. I do uh, know that some topics I've uh, you know we we talked about with social media and things of that nature may have triggered some things, but uh, well, well we'll see how that goes. But go ahead. I don't really have a lot to say on Puerto Rico. I don't know much about them, but I'm trying to figure out how they would have any money to contribute back to the government if they're on the dole. I mean, you can't tax them unless it's Social Security money, but that goes back to them when they get older. So I'm puzzled. Uh, Is there that much money to tax that we would get some tax back or what? Well, according to what I just read, it looks like they would only be able to contribute like $2 billion, which is nothing. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I've been I've been in favor of Puerto Rico becoming a state uh, for years. Um, but I mean, now that I'm, you know, look, looking more into it, just it's just not looking good. <laughs> uh, 
you know, and that, and then all it says, um, and, and so this is, there's another point. I, 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 I could definitely see where it would benefit Puerto Ricans. I just don't know where it, it would benefit the rest of the United States, such as this. It says, uh, as previously mentioned, a higher percentage of Puerto Ricans are living below the poverty level, but this would not be the case if their country's statehood goes into effect. This means that all residents would get access to job and income creation benefits that would make a difference. Moreover, they can integrate into the U.S. national economy, allowing, uh, allowing to put themselves out of the hardships they're experiencing. Um, there's another part that helps them, but I don't know where it helps us, and, and I don't know where it helps conservatism. Because with over 4 million people, Puerto Rico can have an impressive nine electoral votes. In the election, it would have seven House representatives and two senators representing them on current issues causing a large shift in political control. And see, that, I mean, and I mentioned that even you know, before this, that it could very well sway the political landscape. Yeah, I would say that was one thing I would be nervous about, too. Um, there's a lot of... I mean, if you're giving all those freebies and you're giving that help, and they don't even think they're getting enough right now. Well, the mayor doesn't, apparently. I mean, she was griping, but she was standing right in front of the stuff. But, I mean, most anybody who gets a lot of freebies wants more and more and more. So, I'm not for it. Yeah, well, and, yeah. The more I'm reading, the more I'm finding out that it may it may not be. Now these are these are the pros of Puerto. This is now these are all pros for Puerto Rico. I don't see any for the U.S. The rest of the U.S. yet. Again, it says it can improve Puerto Rico's government system. Currently, Puerto Rico does not exercise sovereignty over their own affairs. While they have a state government allowed to elect a governor, like all other states, the U.S. Congress would be the one controlling Puerto Rico's destiny. Also, it says it allows Puerto Ricans to have a say in government and laws that affect them. Okay, that helps them out. Um, it says implements the right to vote. It boosts. Okay, now this is where I don't understand. It says it boosts tax revenue for the U.S. Adding the country to the state roster of the U.S. would bring in a huge amount of extra revenue each year for the Federal Reserve. Oh yeah, would well, that help? You know. Uh, of which money would be brought in through income taxes and sales. Okay. I don't understand that one. It says improves health care for Puerto Ricans. The Puerto Rico current health care system is subpar, to say the least, where citizens do not have the same laws or regulations for health care that are done in the U.S., making it a state would greatly improve such a system and give Puerto Ricans access to government medicine. See what I mean? I don't see any of the benefits here for us. Oh, this is this is crushing me because, as I said, for years I thought, yeah, let's let's get that 51st state. And I always thought, even as a kid, oh yeah, you know, have Puerto Rico. But it's it's I don't see where it's the benefits. It's, it allows open trade. Uh, with the state of Puerto Rico, would end to an open trade market with all of the allies of the U.S., which can greatly stimulate its economy and in turn the U.S. Uh, well. Maybe. I mean, let's see. I mean, I, I just don't know where that they would benefit that much from that, to be honest. I don't know. But anyway, so let's. So the, those are supposed. Those are the 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 pros. I guess that's the pros for Puerto Rico, right? 
Uh, now this is the con, so maybe this is where they would actually help us out. I don't know. Um, uh, but it states uh, it says many people are concerned that the Puerto Rican go- uh, that the rich Puerto Rican culture would eventually be lost when Puerto Rico is integrated to the U.S. The country's Spanish language, along with other cultural aspects, would likely be replaced by English. Oh my God, that'd be so terrible. Uh, also, Puerto <laughs> Ricans are concerned that they will lose <laughs> yeah they'll lose their heritage if they become a state and will not be recognized as an individual nation in the Olympics or World Beauty pageants. Which they have won several times. Okay, it's oh my god, it can hurt other Puerto Ricans' feelings of remaining an independent country. Oh, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Okay, right? Like, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I was hoping to find something positive here. So it, ca- it it causes loss of tourism. Tourism is the biggest source of revenue for Puerto Rico. If it were to become a state, then its novelty would wear off. The country would no longer be considered an exotic destination. That's bullshit. I mean, people go to freaking Hawaii all the time. I mean, just because Hawaii is a state, don't people like, oh, eh, it's only Hawaii. Really? My sister, actually, this, and I wish I could have gone with her. I've always wanted to go to Puerto Rico because, I, well, I don't think they still there now, but I heard they had really nice, like, rainforests and, and stuff like that. And my sister got, yeah, my sister got to go this past summer. Uh, you know, and she said she liked to go again. I mean, and I like to go. I mean, I, I was hoping to take a cruise there some, some years ago. But anyway, um, I don't. I, I don't think. I, I don't think that's. You know, I don't think so. It says uh, it can bring about a language barrier, which we know of. Um, the unemployment, poverty, and crime rates are unbelievably high in Puerto Rico, and the country's integration to the U.S. would cause these statistics. To be part of the U.S. numbers. Well, no, now I'm starting to realize. Well, this is why Congress aren't won't ratify them being a state, and they want. See, I always had it backwards. I thought the U.S. wanted them to be a state, but they didn't want to. I, I was, you know what? I I admit when I'm wrong, and I, I've been wrong. Uh, and it says it might cause some resentment to the U.S. For some reason, statehood would have a negative impact on Puerto Rico's standard of living or economy. Then, oh, it's not going to do that. So. It makes Puerto Rico a blight. See, aha, here we go. Here we go. It, maybe this will help, but even if it's $2 billion, it will really. It says, if Puerto Rico would become a state, its citizens would no longer be exempt from the federal income tax, forcing more people into the public dole, into the public dole due to the uh, effect of increased taxes on a struggling economy. Uh, so, I, I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, go ahead, Susan. Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? Is anybody there? <laughs> no, I'm here. I'll go ahead. No, uh, I, I, had a, I had a call coming through, and it, I don't know if it's true. Well, I'm just having all kinds of technical fun tonight. Go ahead. Oh, I, I didn't say anything. I I just thought all of a sudden it sounded dead, so I was checking to make sure that everything was okay. I just, I said, I think I said, uh-huh, like I was agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, what's so, that? I'm sorry. I said I was saying, uh-huh, to agree with you, but that was all I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. So anyway, so uh, man, like, I mean, boy, just doing the, you know, that I just really kind of burst my bubble, you know. So I'm kind, you know, I've always been kind of uh, supportive of Puerto Rico becoming a state, you know. I mean, but now I'm thinking, uh, maybe not. <laughs> man, I'm crushed. I'm crushed. Yeah. Well, so I guess that's not. Uh, go ahead. Puerto Rico. There are some that didn't want to be part of it. But then there's others that did, so I guess it was probably split. So I don't know if you're totally wrong. You know, I mean, I don't know how many for each one, which way that wanted. I'm sure the liberals here would love to have them as a state. Does that mean getting more freedom? Yeah, at this point, yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I can't. I cannot see them being a red state. I just, I just don't see it. Um, yeah, I kind of burst my bubble, and we certainly don't need need any more. Uh, I mean, and, and seriously, I mean, if 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 one point, I mean, another million of them vote with the, you know, they said. I mean, I'm surprised they'd get that many electoral college votes. Nine electoral college votes. That's uh, that's something. Yeah, are you sure those numbers are right? Well, well, I'll tell you what, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is a set of me. I'm good to see that, you know, you were able to get in and, and a couple, you know, a couple other folks who are, who are listening. Um, I don't know if there's been any difficulties with anyone else uh, for this evening and, and uh, we'll, I'll, I'll do some looking into things uh, at the end of the show. But anyway, so we'll go ahead and, and get to our next uh, part of the program, uh, you know, because I want to, you know, explore more and, and get Dr. Tolbert's take. As, as I said, we were uh, working on some things together, and unfortunately, I, uh, I hope everything's okay with them because I, I haven't heard back from them. Uh, but anyways, we'll go to the, the second part of the show, and that is uh, discussing – and I had a friend actually – I had a friend who's, who's, who had some thoughts about, you know, what's going on in Puerto Rico and uh, the, the relief effort and, you know, how, you know, people's taken. He's kind of a liberal. Well, he's not kind of. He is a liberal. And I have invited him to call, to call on to give a, a liberal a liberal perspective, uh, but, you know, he, he won't do it. I, I, I don't understand. It's like, you know, we, we're, we're open and respectful uh, to people here of differing, uh, you know, differing Opinions, but we just can't. I just can't seem to get any liberal con. I mean, they know it's a conservative show and this not, but you know, maybe they think they're going to be lambasted even with my uh, assurances that they won't. I mean, maybe they still fear that. I don't know, but uh, but anyway, so let's go ahead and you know, we haven't had a talk uh, chance to talk here on the show since the events uh, there in. Uh, you know, Las Vegas, of course, the liberals, I mean, and then you have, of course, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton chiming in already about stupid stuff. It doesn't matter. Um, and, of course, they're all gun laws, gun laws, gun control, gun control, blah, 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 blah. Um, and maybe some things could have made, uh, made it where the last people were, were killed and injured. Uh, we can explore that. Uh, but at this point, you know, I, I don't know what could have been done. I mean, I don't see how. I mean, they're talking about the loads and loads of uh, ammunition and, and weaponry, and now there's, of course, uh, theories out there that it w- was it was not just a one man job. 
and Ole Miss would have had to be impossible uh, to be a one-man job uh, for that. Uh, but I, I, as a question is, is, is it something that, you know, could have been prevented or something, something that could have been done? Uh, at this point, I, I don't think there could be. I mean, I really don't. I mean, except for people to be more mindful when they see somebody keep going in and out of the room in four days with suitcase after suitcase. I mean, if this guy was building a platform, I mean, you would think they'd be kind of noisy to build a platform. I mean, wouldn't he have to screw things together? Or I don't know, maybe he had things pre-built and then just, I mean, maybe we don't have enough details on on how these platforms were, were built and things of that nature. But I don't know. I mean, you would think that. And then when the glass broke, I mean, if he broke the glass, didn't anyone else at the hotel hear the two, you know, the, the, the glass being broken? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know there's ways to break glass without, you know, making as much of a sound, you know, but I, I don't know if, if, if that was technically employed. I mean, I heard he bust him out or he shot him out or I don't know. So, Susan, uh, so, ask- you know, what, what's your, you know, go ahead. Better ask Jesse Ventura. <laughs> No, oh, why? Now I haven't heard anything from him. Is he? Has he chimed in on anything? No, I wish he would. <laughs> oh, why is that? He figured. Oh well, he he pretty much put it in focus about nine eleven in his one show, and uh, John Kennedy. He said it was impossible for what's his bucket to do the shooting from that distance. Yeah, and Jesse couldn't even get it right. He said it's it's a gun that you just can't do that. And I think it's a false flag, and I think they had other people. I think the guy was a passy or used and very stupid and used, and other people were there. Well, this is something from InfoWars, uh, an, an article. It says, FBI source, Vegas shooter found uh, – and, and, let, and let me go to that. Let me go to that real quick, is that – and, and now I want to talk about this, and I think this is another opportunity for Trump to make a, um, you know, make, make an impact, maybe make some some changes and for his legacies. You know what? I think you know we should get some law. He should be touting getting some laws passed to say, listen, listen, folks, if this ever happens again, we need to get the laws passed that a couple things happen. One is we never post a person's picture. Never post their picture. Never never say their name. They're only the shooter or whatever denigrated name you want to call the person. You call them a shoot. You call them the shooter. Okay? You don't say their name. Okay? And if you've if you got to do an investigation of their family and this and that, you don't put you, – you say, look, we don't put it on the air and in freedom of press stuff, blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, is I think – I mean, and then you don't show their picture. I think in part – now, they, you know, the, the pundits are saying, that, oh, well, you know, and that, not just pundits but experts too – you know, are saying that oh well, since he was an older guy, normally it's uh, it's younger younger people who do these types of things for self aggrandizement, right? Self aggrandizement, and but I I think that's going to be a part of it. This guy may, probably I don't know. We have, as I said, we still got to get more information. You know, thinking hey, you know, people are going to be talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I can you know. Uh, be it down in history and this and that, but blah, blah, blah. you know what? Erase them from everything. Just to, just don't say their name. Don't show their picture. Don't do any of that. Uh, because I think it's and you know we and since I don't I don't want to say sensationalize it. Some do, uh, but 
I, I think we should just get rid of that. I mean, just don't say their name. Say that just call them. Just call them as the shooter. That's it. Just the shooter. But anyway, so it says FBI source uh, shooter found with. Uh, this, now that you know, we'll we'll see if it gets you know cooperated. FBI source Vegas shooter found with Antifa literature photos taken in Middle East. So the Los Angeles shooter didn't commit suicide, as the mainstream media is reporting, but was killed by an FBI hostage rescue team who also found Antifa literature in his hotel room, according to a source linked to the team. The FBI team took the suspect out after he opened fire on them, according to the source. And afterwards, the team found photos taken in the, mid- <clears throat> in the Middle East of a woman linked to the 64-year-old uh, suspect. See, I won't even say a thing. <clears throat> a police scanner uh, transcript from the Daily Mail uh, corroborates with the source's revelation. Control, copy, all units on the 32nd floor. Florida has explosive breach. Everyone in the hallway needs to be back. All units move back. Officer, breach, 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 and then maybe some gunshot. And it says, fifth officer, inaudible, inaudible. We have one suspect down and then control. Uh, we need the air clean for Zebra 20. They have one suspect down uh, inside the room. Zebra 20 has one suspect down into the, in the room. And the Daily Mail will report it. Two on-duty Las Vegas police officers were engaged, who engaged the shooter have been hospitalized. One of the officers was critically injured but is now sta- in stable condition undergoing surgery. The other officer suffered minor injuries. Neither have been identified. Two officers with the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department's deputies were also injured in the shooting. One is critical condition. The other is stable. The name has not been released. It says ISIS recently took responsibility for the mass shooting, and the AP even admitted ISIS doesn't take responsibility, at least at least, at least it's loosely associated with the attack. Uh, even further, a deep-level intelligence insider who spoke to InfoWars said the attack was very, very strange. According to the intel source, this was an average 64-year-old white male with no criminal record. He was an apartment owner. He was an apartment owner with a pilot's license and owned two airplanes. His brother described him as an average person who was not into firearms but never owned that many guns. He claimed he just snapped. I don't, I don't think the guy snapped. This thing was too well planned out for someone who just snapped. Okay. Uh, with hotel rooms was filled with guns, including several long guns. Where did these guns come from? But this was clearly a pre-planned attack, and the group, the target, was specifically chosen. The target was a concert of a group that represents traditional America. These were patriotic, God-fearing Americans. This group is pro-Second Amendment, pro-Constitution, and anti-NWL. Uh, this is the group Obama accused of clinging to their guns and religion. We are all still awaiting all the facts, but the concern is we have seen the government engage in false flag events in the past, and an example of this is CIA Operation Gladio in Italy. Uh, as I examined the 9-11 attacks, I was forced to reach the conclusion that it was more than just a terror attack. It has fingerprints of a passport false flag event itself. So sadly, we have now had to consider that a possibility here, that a dramatic conclusion that one of the most Americans cannot get their minds around, it's just too shocking. And then it just goes on, you know, with that. So, I mean, you know, a lot of questions still uh, surrounding uh, that. And, of course, that article 
uh, and, and many other articles you can find at the Bard's Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, and you can find that among a lot of interviews, not interviews, a lot of articles. Uh, no, I'm sure some of them interviews in them, uh, but articles uh, pertaining to uh, the topic of you know the, 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 the shooting. There's a lot of them in there, plus plus other ones, of course, and also uh, so you can subscribe to the newsletter uh, where you could get emails. Uh, when the newsletters update, so you can be, you know, some of the first people to actually look at, be able to go through those articles. Uh, so definitely check that out at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, and you can find that on the uh, the Bard's Logic newsroom. And so, uh, have you heard anything like that uh, at, at this point, Susan? I mean, I know there could be a lot of uh, different things floating around. Uh, a lot of possibilities, but I mean, we'll just have to uh, wait well, and see. And, and even when we do, even when we do hear from from folks, we may not get the truth. Even then, he just sent me a video, and I was hoping it's uh, is going to work. And I'm having trouble downloading it. But proof: Las Vegas shooting was a false flag attack. Shooter on fourth floor. Um, well, what happened was several of us tried to and. The video has been removed for violating YouTube's policy on harassment and bullying. Really? Mm. Just proving that, yeah, so they already removed it. And so she's trying to she send me one for from another angle. So I'm going to try to get it to come up. But I'm, I'm not good at this downloading stuff and then recovering it. I'm not sure where to do that from. But... Um, it hopefully I can get it to to work. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good. Like I said, I don't. This downloading stuff never works for me. Probably does for other people. <laughs> oh, okay. Now it says it's opening. All right. I just want to make sure before I send it on to you that it. Yep, it's going to work, so I will send it on to you to have you look at it. Um, I'm so what's the video sure. supposed to be of? Um, oh, boy. Um, that, that To prove that it's on the fourth floor. The shooting was on the fourth floor? Or? Yeah, that's what it... That's what it says. Proof that the shooter, blown gunman, opened fire, and that's from Time Magazine. So I, I'm not sure how to send it on to you, though. Anything I can think to do, send her whole thing somehow. Well, I mean, I, I could I, I could hear her pretty I could hear pretty good. How long was the video? Oh, that now I don't know. I didn't look at it. Um, end time reads. Uh, news end time. I don't have enough information to say with a high level of assurance that this was indeed a. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit something wrong. 
I believe that we now have enough information to say with a high level of assurance that this was indeed a false flag attack. I'm going to present just one piece of evidence in this video. In reviewing the police scanner uh, audio, one thing that I picked up on is police dispatch saying that actual law enforcement units, not just people on the ground, but law enforcement themselves, reported that they believe there may be a second shooter on the fourth floor. Listen to this audio. Units now advising no force proceeds into Mandalay Bay. There's possibly another suspect on the fourth floor. We also have video to confirm this. The mainstream media's narrative and the narrative coming out of the law enforcement uh, agencies is that there was a single gunman and that he was operating only on the 32nd floor. However, in this video clip, you can clearly see down on the fourth or fifth floor rapid gunfire being fired on the crowd. This is absolute proof that the story of a single gunman operating on the 32nd floor is false. Notice the sound is off with the light because he's filming from a project. It's called it's www.youtubeendtimesnewsreport. Can you go ahead and send it to me on Facebook or an email? I what's your email thing? I'll see what I can do. Well, well go to the uh, yeah, go to the uh, Bards Logic Political Talk website www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com and you can send me a message uh, from the contact portal. And that that'll send me the email, and then what I can do is I can have, I can post that on the Bard's Logic Political Talk page. Uh, for those out there on uh, Facebook users, uh, you can access that. If uh, define Bard's Logic there on Facebook, just go to your uh, just go to the search part there and just type in uh, Bard's Logic Political Talk. And uh, while you're there, uh, like the page, I'd be appreciated. And then I'll have that Bards link. Uh, on there. Yeah, www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you had something else. Okay. And then look for well, the then you'll see the different tabs uh, where you can go to the different pages, and you can go to what's called the contact portal, and that's where you could send me a message. Okay. I will see what I can do because this thing, it's like I would have to forward her stuff because there's no link that I can find. It says movies and TV, and I don't see a, like I said, a, so I will have to (laughs) figure out how to do this before I, the other one had a link, but they, they removed it, which may be why, and she copied this one, so this may be why. It doesn't have the link on it. So I will just 
I will see what I can do. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I was just looking at an article that I thought might, uh, let's see. It was just telling more of the, you know, about the incident there. It says here, and, and again, this is an, an article you can find on the Bard's Lodge Talk website on the uh, the newsroom page. Uh, it says, who is blank? I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to say the guy's name. Multi-millionaire Las Vegas shooter. A 64 was a hunting enthusiast, licensed pilot, a gambler with no criminal record who owned a $400,000 home in Nevada retirement community. Um, let's see. Yeah, again, they're saying that uh, he you know, killed himself. It says, the retired accountant and multimillionaire lived at a $400,000 property with girlfriend Mary Lou uh, Danley. She was 62 who is currently in the Philippines, which I find – I think the woman's got to know something, and he wired her $100,000. I'm telling you, that, that that woman knows something. I mean, we really need to get uh, – I mean, the guy that says no criminal history, you know, what, what causes somebody to do this? I mean, you know, do what he did. Um, let's see. It says uh, he, ret- he was a retired accountant – who had worked as an internal auditor at Lockheed Martin for three years in the late 1980s, okay, and was a manager investor in apartment complexes near Mesquite, Texas, in California, which made him millions, according to his brother. And I guess invest, his investments in apartment complexes. Uh, let's see. It says uh, FBI kept him on. Let's see. Okay, just stuff about his dad. Uh, says he committed suicide by the time police, police breached the door to the room from which a gunman had opened fired at uh, Mendeley Bay Resort just after 10 p.m. on Sunday night. Um, police, uh, let's see. Okay, so, so yeah, because it says here multiple sources who knew him. In recent years, also revealed on Monday that he spent a good deal of time gambling, with law enforcement officials stating that in recent weeks he made a number of transactions in Las Vegas that were the tens of thousands of dollars. <clears throat> Excuse me. On some days, he spent over 30000 and on others, over 20000 according to individuals who've seen him um, using multiple currency transaction reports. Um, You know, wins or losses. The other thing I've got here, it says, uh, it, was not, it was not all good time for him, uh, though. He had previously filed a lawsuit against Cosmopolitan Hotels and Resorts in 2012 following an incident that occurred at their Las Vegas casino. He spent uh, two years in court fighting his case after submitting his initial complaint, uh, citing negligent premises liability. It was ultimately dismissed with prejudice in, ni- in late 2014, and the exact details of the case were not available on the Clark County Court's website. Um, <clears throat> okay. 
<clears throat> says uh, the skate home was searched by officials early Monday. You closed off a large perimeter around the Nevada property to keep the public and media at bay. Uh, that search was completed by early afternoon, at which point police said uh, they would be executing a warrant on one of northern Nevada properties. Photos of the Mesquite property showed the garage door torn off its hinge and appeared crumpled in front of the house after the search, which yielded more weapons and ammunition, according to authorities. Oh, okay. I guess the police – I guess the police did that, just ripped the door off uh, to get in. Yeah, so what I don't understand, I mean, get, there's just nothing. Uh, now, of course, ISIS is, you know, said, you know, you've heard ISIS has said that he's, you know, he turned into a, he, he's converted to Islam shortly before it happened, and that ISIS, uh, you know, is making claim to that. I mean, do you know anything of that, uh, Susan, or or what do you think? I just read it. I don't know. Everybody used to convert, I guess, but there's something evil. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, don't have a. He could be, but doesn't make sense. They claim something about everyone and everything, though. Sometimes I think they just do it to make themselves famous. Well, see, and that and that goes to my point. And I mean, in part, I agree with you on that. And that's what I'm saying. I mean. Here's here's my theory. It's just a theory. I got no, really no proof to back it up. Is that you know one is I think that you it sounded like he was a rich guy. He was a gambler, uh, and this is kind of a far off theory. Is that maybe maybe the guy just got bored? You know, he's like, well, you know, I've seen life. I'm 64. I've get you know didn't he was. Didn't have anything else to do. I think maybe he was only 64, but maybe he felt like he lived enough of life and he was going to go out, you know, whatever, whatever, and decided, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do this, and I'll be talked about for, as I said earlier in the show, you know, for a long time, and uh, it's going to go on and on and on. And uh, I don't know. I mean, that's my theory. Maybe he's just bored. He thought, well, I'm just gonna get you know take get myself taken out and i'm gonna do it this way i don't know i mean i can't think but i mean it just seems stupid to me well i suppose it's possible that's a hell of a way to to ease your boredom Yeah, it just seems stupid to me to do that. Um, from the, I mean, I I don't get it. Of course, you know we'll hear it for a long time, and you know it's I don't know if we'll ever, um, you know I don't know if we'll ever get uh, ever get any real. I know, yeah, and that false flag. Thing, oh, wait a minute, is that what you you sent me about the false flag video too? So what I'll do, folks, is I've got the video, and what I'm going to do is, oh, look at that. The video has been removed for violating. Is that the one you just played? This video uh, no, has been removed for violating YouTube policy on harassment and bullying? Yeah, but I, huh. Is there another link? I or? I didn't send that one. Someone else must have. 
Oh, okay. Someone, okay. Someone else uh, sent me that. Yeah, that one's been deleted. Sadly, yeah. But I, I, I think I mentioned that to you. Oh, yeah. Here's another one. Um, let's see if this one's. You can clearly see shots being fired by the fourth floor. Uh, I mean, maybe that is. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're pointing arrows at it. I don't know. Well, what we'll do is, again, this is actually from Facebook. I mean, I do see something blinking, but that don't necessarily mean it's uh, more shots. I mean, it could have been. But, but how, if it was shots, how come the window wasn't broken, though? You know what I mean? If there was shots from the fourth floor, how can, you know, how come it wasn't broken? You know what I mean? I... It's also. I mean, could, I mean, you would think they would have found. Um, you think they would have found something, but I mean, I'm going to go ahead and and post it on the page. So again, if you know if you're on Facebook and you want to see that uh, video, just go ahead and go to Hard uh, Logic Political Talk and put in your, you know, just put that into the search engine and, and you'll find the page. I want you there, like it, be appreciated. And then, yeah, I've got the video up there, and we'll. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the video now. I mean, I do see where it's. Uh, you know, there's some blinking. I wish I could zoom in. Click to enlarge. Okay, there we go. Um, I mean, I do see a blinking, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's shots coming from there. Uh, you know what I mean? I. And wouldn't there have been broken glass? You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, all I can say is there's so many lies. I I can barely hear you, Susan. There's so many lies that, you know, uh, suspicious to me. I mean, Jack Ruby was silenced, too, you know? I mean, everybody gets silenced. something mysterious and funny happens. Yeah, but what would be the, I mean, besides the, the gun, the gun wall, the, let, let, let's just put it out there. Besides the gun wall debate, um, you know, and trying to, you know, do something with this, you know, gun laws, I mean, what would have been, if this was a, a false flag, or, I mean, what's the purpose of this attack? I mean, let's, let's, you know, let's just throw it out there. Let's theorize. I, you know, and, and let's say it was a, a, a false flag or what people want to call it or, you know, or, or whatever. I mean, what would – I mean, and somebody or government or shadow government or whatever was behind it. What would be the motive? What would be the purpose of this? I, I don't get it. I mean, being, I, 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 I really don't think that this event is going to make – I don't think it's going to change anything, at least not when it comes to, to gun laws or anything of that nature. I, I just don't think it's going to change it. Oh, I think they're going to try to. Well, yeah, they're going to try to. I mean, but, you know, at least what you know, people are saying 9-11, I mean, you've seen, you know, about that being a false flag. I mean, that was, I mean, real stuff came out of that. I mean, wars came out of that uh, that incident. I mean, we still have a war, though, so, you know, so-called war on terror and, you know, extreme, you know, Islamic terrorists, like, which I'm not saying they don't exist, but. I mean, if, if that was a false flag to get us in war with Islam and that distract us what 
you know, the cabals are doing or, or whatever. This, this just doesn't make sense. I just don't know what this would what, – what benefit that they would get out of this. I'm messaging her because I can't see how to transfer that over. Oh, you got a message? No, I'm I'm letting her know. I gave her your www in the bar. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Give her the call number. Have her call in. I like to, you know, hear her, uh, hear her take on it. Where is she from? Do you know? Pardon? I said, where is she from? Do you know? Idaho. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Give her the number. Ever give us a call in? We'll. Uh, I would definitely like to hear more on that. We are in about the bottom of the hour to the second hour. Uh, you know, with the. Well, and we'll see if we'll do uh, our third hour of Bard's Logic uh, after dark. I've got some things I've got to uh, attend to that actually has to do with the show. Uh, we're looking at a few uh, a few things here, uh, and as you know, we we tried to get you, the show on YouTube last week. And actually, we might even be talking about that next week. Uh, Mark Prasik, who is the founder of uh, the Patriot Journalist Network, which I know if you're familiar with the show, you're familiar with the uh, Patriot Journalist Network. Uh, and he's working on something about YouTube and the possibility of, uh, you know, last week we talked about Facebook and Twitter, but now he's even talking about YouTube and may even, may even have uh, some information to show that uh, – YouTube may be, you know, kind of picking and choosing who they're let doing, who who are they are letting advertising on videos for YouTube. Uh, so we're, uh, you know, I think he's uh, looking at some things, getting some things tested out. So uh, we're, we're hoping to so look forward to next week. Uh, that may be the the topic that we cover next week on on that. Uh, but of course, you know, he wants to be able to come to the show with some. Uh, some information on that, and uh, you know we'll keep you posted as uh, things develop. But speaking of that, let's go ahead and you know because we hear, you know usually like to hear this from John. Well, John, but this is this will work too. And of course, this is uh, we're going to hear from our friends at the Patriot Journalist Network. Of course, if you are a Twitter user, uh, you've probably seen the hashtag uh, PJNet, uh, and so that is these folks here. You're not just listening to a show, you're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team, grassroots, conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle. And again, folks, that is uh, the Patriot Journalist Network at www.patriotjournalist.com. And uh, I've got some information here that probably is not going to surprise, you know, anyone on a regular listen to the show. But I got an article here uh, from Breitbart.com, uh, and you can access the article. Of course, you can go straight from the Breitbart box. Com, but you can also go to the Bard's Logic Political Type Political Talks website and uh, get the article straight from there. So you won't have to actually search for the article uh, there in Breitbart. But this is a good surprise, anybody. Paul Ryan sides with Hillary 
Shell's bill to deregulate suppressors. We all know that, of course, her, uh, you know, her tweet about uh, the silencers, right? Um, it says, two days after attacker opened fire. See, I, don't, I like how they don't name the person. Two days after an attacker opened fire on concert goers in Las Vegas, Speaker Paul Ryan uh, announced he was shelving legislation to re or deregulate suppressors. Clinton's tweet ignores the reality. Well, okay, I guess he's talking about that. So after, okay, I skipped the part. Sorry. So after the Vegas attacker killed at least 59 and wounded over 500, Hillary Clinton tweeted, "Las Vegas, we are grieving with you, the victims." those who lost loved ones and responders and all affected by this cold-blooded massacre. The crowd fled at the second, at the sound of gunshot. Imagine the deaths if the shooter had a silencer, which the NRA wants to make easier to get. It says the Clinton tweet ignores the reality of the tactical superiority of the attacker's position. He was on the 32nd floor shooting down on people who were trapped in a concert venue. To escape, they would have to funnel through exit areas which further highlighted the attacker's superior position. That Clinton thinks it would have been worse if the gun had a silencer, i.e. suppressor on it. Ryan has now shelved the Hearing Protection Act, which was introduced into Congress on January 9th. It is the legislation containing suppressor regulation. The act does not uh, legalize suppressors if they are already legal. Rather, it removes the burdensome process for acquiring them and erases the federal tax that must be paid in order to receive permission to possess one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, here's a tweet from him. It says House Speaker Paul Ryan says NRA back bill to ease regulations on gun silencers is shelved indefinitely. Oh, well, that's the, the, the Chicago Tribune is saying that. Okay. According to the Tribune, Ryan said the legislation is not scheduled right now. I don't know when it will be scheduled. After tweeting against suppressors, Hillary Clinton tweeted against the NRA, blaming the group for the Los, Ange- Las Vegas, I don't know why I want to keep saying Los Angeles, Las Vegas attack. Ironically, the legislation that Ryan shelved is backed by the NRA. Neither Ryan nor Clinton suggest suppressors had anything to do with the Las Vegas attack. Well, that's a relief. So once again, uh, I just can I interrupt? I just posted something sure. on your page on your, you know, Robert. Day letter. I just posted something on there, so hopefully it'll no, show put, on your you timeline. Oh, okay, hopefully great. I don't. Is it Ricky Rollerson? Oh, it's yeah. There's three, four different plus three shots. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Rollerson. She's the one who posted it on her page. It was sent to me in the group. So I don't know if that will give you some answers or ideas or not. Anyway, I do what I can. To and I'll post this one to Bard's Logic uh, page there uh, as well. Okay. Yeah, I see it. Shared your oh, post. Oh, go ahead. I, I saw. I, it said Bard's logic shared your post. <laughs> anyway, uh, I tell you, I'm ready to crawl in a hole and hide my head. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I tell you what. I mean, it's it's, it's getting to a point. I mean, that, and that's you know, 
what, what I'm saying is, it could could the slaughter there in Los Angeles, could it have been avoided? I mean, could there have been anything done? I mean, the only thing I can think of, uh, Susan, is is vigilant by people at the hotel. I don't know what else. That, that I don't know what else could have been done. Now they're saying, you know, we we can look at, you know, I'm sure, and I know there will be, uh, the devices that, you know, pretty much effectively make the semi-automatic weapons, you know, automatic. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, just by the bumper and the way that they described it was that it actually, when uh, the gun recoils, it pushes the gun again so that your finger hits the trigger. So it, it does something that makes your finger just continually hitting the trigger so that, you know, the kind of an ax almost uh, what an automatic gun is. Because, of course, you know, with a semi-automatic, you know, a round will come out with each time you press the finger. But with an automatic, you just hold the trigger down and it just keeps on loading out. But this one, it you know, just it, it keeps like bouncing your, the trigger onto your finger, uh, thus making you fire faster. It's not quite, you know, to my understanding, uh, like an automatic, but it is one that, uh, you know, m- mimics it pretty close. And real quick, uh, let's go ahead and I see John once again, and let's go ahead and bring John on. Um, and what we'll probably do tonight, because uh, I get some uh, things, is we probably will not do uh, the extended period. We'll see how things go. I'll, uh, if I get some things done in the background, uh, perhaps we'll be able to. But let's go ahead and bring in John. Thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine, Robert. Um, something popped in my head when I was listening to you all talking, and, you know, everything's speculative for sure because I mean unless you really are in that guy's head you really don't probably understand exactly where he's coming from and tend to hate to um, think that all of these um, psychoanalyst people have any intelligence to be able to determine who's capable or whatever anyway because who made them God to know how everybody's supposed to think but the, the one thing that popped in my head when you guys were talking is if this guy happens to be one of these climate control people, maybe he figured all of the people in the country music thing were people that are, you know, against the climate control thing. And he figured, well, hey, I'll just help take care of some of the carbon footprint by getting rid of a bunch of these carbon footprinter creators, you know? Well, who, know who knows? Maybe. He, I mean, yeah, you don't know. And the part that ups or really kind of hurts too, in the sense that um, nobody—well, I, I don't—I can't say nobody. I'm not all knowing. I've never met anybody that would intentionally want to hurt somebody for no reason. Any time I look back throughout history, it's always a certain group that feels like they're being marginalized or oppressed or something, and they're wanting to get back. And whenever our, you know, like Paul Ryan or or Hillary Clinton or these people start using these events as a means for control in their mind, you know, trying to push an agenda for more gun control, you're actually, actually putting more power into the hands of people that would do crazy stuff like that. Because, I mean, George Washington was not going to listen to King George no matter how many laws he passed. You know what I mean? The freedom fighters, and I'm not saying this gentleman was a freedom fighter. I'm just trying to think 
about why is it that Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and Paul Ryan and them think that they can just continue to add more laws and people are going to start obeying them. They're not. The only true rule of law is that which we make ourselves and we hold ourselves in voluntary true obedience to. Otherwise, it's just somebody else trying to tell us how to live their will and push it down on us. And so the people that do these kind of things, they don't care about the laws anyway. And so I'm like going, I would hope that our leaders or whoever these people are, Paul Ryan and you know Hillary Clinton or Nancy Pelosi, would understand that you're actually just aiding and abetting this antichrist mentality because they continue to push their agenda and disrespect everybody else, and then they want to go, oh, well, that's just the way it is. It's all acceptable, you know, because that's the way the majority wants it. I'm like, no, the majority doesn't matter. You can pit the majority against each other and say, or the d- different sides, you know, like she always wants to say, we got to have this bipartisan agreement, and they always talk about the Democrats and the Republicans, but they leave the rest of we the people out of their discussions. And I just don't see why these people on these talk shows, whether it be CNN or Fox or MSNBC, they always want to try to find some rationale for something and then try to pivot and say, oh, it's the laws that's the problem. Dude, if if they were running around murdering people with bandanas, are you going to automatically say, oh, we got to go and shut down all the bandana stores because people are, you know, killing each other with bandanas? It's nonsense. Well, I think it's actually going to make people want to have guns more because now it's like, look, you know, maybe if I had a a better gun with me, maybe, you know, maybe if I was allowed to carry around a rifle, I could have seen where that shooter was coming from and I could have just take you know try to take him out myself. Yeah, that's possible. I mean definitely everybody has their own viewpoint and the, the reality is none of us want to be caught unprotected and the police can't get there within seconds. It's just like these women that go on these school um, campuses, college campuses or whatnot, and it's you, you can't have a weapon. Well, gee whiz, the criminal or the nutbag shows up, sticks a gun upside their head and says, okay, we're going to go out here behind the whatever or in this room, and then he rapes her, and now she had no gun, and she left it at home because, you know, she was respecting the law. I'm like going, mm-hmm. these congressmen and senators have to realize you can't force people to, I mean, Nobody, in my humble opinion, that I know on earth, going throughout history, everybody's trying to find every loophole they can on their taxes. Everybody's trying to figure out how to get around. I mean, they speed up and down the street all the time. The street signs don't mean nothing to them unless they think they're going to get caught, and then they'll slow down. So education, education, education is a very important thing. We need to have schools to talk about civics and and ethics again. We don't have that going on in our schools anymore. And that's part of, in my opinion, part of the problem, because if you have a whole bunch of people growing up not understanding civics and ethics, and then they just live, you know, by whatever seems right in their own eyes, well, naturally, 
we all tend, myself included, tend to look out for me. I try to discipline myself to put myself in everybody else's shoes too because there's not always just two perspectives. It's not just my perspective and your perspective. Miss Susan's got a perspective. Kelly's got a perspective. You know, Jim's got a Everybody's got their own unique experience in life and upbringing, and that's a unique perspective that needs to be brought to the table on anything we do because that's the only way we're going to work out a solution that we can all agree with and hold ourselves obedient to. And that's the key to making the rule of law work, is what is it we can all hold ourselves in obedience to? Because when we hold ourselves in obedience to it, then we expect we're going to be punished or, or dealt with in a harsh way if we break it. But if it's forced upon you, whether it be Napoleon, Mussolini, you know, Stalin or whoever, it's not a law. It's just the rule of man. Deceitfully masquerading is the rule of law. And, yeah, you're going to be cautious in saying, well, I'm going to be careful because I don't want to bring trouble on me, but I'm not going to really respect that rule or law. I'm just going to watch my P's and Q's so if I'm in the presence of certain people, you know, I don't get ramrush shot over by it. But our congressmen and senators and stuff don't seem to understand that and care. And I'm wondering if this guy got so full of that himself that he's figured, well, hey, you guys ain't caring about the climate and you ain't going to um, do anything about it? Well, I'm just going to take out a bunch of you so that way we'll help clean up the, cli- the climate because you won't be in existence anymore to dirty up the climate. Anyway, that just popped no, even if he kill- I mean, when there was- I mean, even if he killed every single person there, was it going to I mean, what make a, a, a dime's difference on the climate? Yeah, well, like I said, or you even said, it's hard to figure out the rationale or motivation for. Yeah, I've got no. I mean, there's no. I mean, I mean, I haven't heard that they found anything, and uh, you know, or anything like that. I, I haven't heard anything. And when it comes to the rule of law, and them talking about suppressing these bump stop things, whatever they're called, well, gee whiz. Does that mean they're going to automatically say that all of the police officers and all the military people have to get rid of all their weapons too? Otherwise, it's unconstitutional. You can't say to one group, oh, your classification is privileged to the point that you get X and the rest of America don't get X. That's the way it's being exercised right now, but that's basically throwing the Constitution under the bus because the Constitution is all about we all being the same regardless of what our status and class is. Article 1, Section 9 and 10, no title of nobility. You've heard me say it plenty again and again, and we continue to repeat the same mistakes. You know, Article 4, Section 2, all are supposed to have the same privileges and immunities of all the citizens in the several states, and they run roughshod over it all the time. But they want to make sure all the rest of us understand that we are accountable to the Constitution. They get to break it. Every day of the year. Yeah, and there's gosh, there was one point I wanted to make, and um, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Now I can't remember. <laughs> now I can't remember what I was what I was going to say on that. Um, John's, John's running for political office. <laughs> oh, are you, John? What's going? I actually thought about it. I mean, I mean, th- I mean, it's too late for this year, but you know, I'm in a township, and you know, they they vote for trustees here. Um, and actually, I was uh, 
over at my sister's the other night, and uh, I was shocked to see that her husband had a political sign in the yard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because, I mean, he's just not the kind of guy. I'm like, he's got to know the person he's running. Uh, long story short is he does. <laughs> and so, you know, you know, so I'm like, yeah, maybe I should try that just for trustee, just to, you know, I mean, because, I mean, with local politics, at least that local, I mean, it's um, just in a township. You know, I don't, you know, it's probably not one of those that's going to be, uh, oh, they're all up in all your business and you got to watch everything you say. And, well, they just listen to one uh, episode of Bard's Logic After Dark and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to smear this guy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll have that. But uh, I'm going to do something a little different uh, tonight. Uh, we are going to end things a little earlier this evening uh, just because we got, uh, yeah, I've got some things I have to uh, attend to as well. Also, want to check on some, some technical things this evening uh, for the show, and that I'm, I'm working on for next week. Uh, so, what we're going to do here is we're going to go ahead and take some time here uh, for some final comments. Uh, so, let's go with you, Susan, and then uh, you, John, and then I'll close things out. Uh, and apologize for the short order here. And then we're, we're working on something for next week, uh, Mark Prasik and I, uh, in YouTube. So, look. Uh, Look for some updates on that. Uh, and, you know, John, if you want to just send me a, a message during the contact page, maybe some contact information. So if I get any updates, I can send them to you as well, okay? So let's go ahead at this point, take these closing comments. We'll go with you, Susan, and John, and then I'll have to close uh, things up for the evening. But I do appreciate you guys coming in. Um, you know, one of the things I, I'm, I am going to check into is, as you know, normally we have a whole plethora of folks in here uh, with us, which we have tonight, so I'm, I'm grateful you guys were able to make it in. Uh, but I am going to check on some things to see on, uh, you know, others. I mean, even the even the even the chat, which normally carries uh, people in it, uh, I haven't even seen anything in the, anyone in the chat this evening, um, which is yeah. concerning uh, because I've never, you know, I've never seen that before, <laughs> and so uh, I, I, I want to check on those as well. So let's go ahead, Susan, and get you into the uh, your final thoughts, and then you, John, and then I'll close things down and, and get back to work. Go ahead, Susan. Well, I'm looking at two at this way. The Democrats want gun control. The Republicans want militarized police. The media gets a bump in their ratings. The generals who want war never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, the media wants it to play out. They will get their ratings with division and bitter disagreement, of course. And the government gets more power and more relevance, more opportunity to insert themselves into the everyday lives of Americans. So we don't want to consider those things because we don't want to believe that's possible, but it is possible. And we tend to wonder about thoughts false flags attacks and conspiracies. I don't think it's disrespectful to the victims to do that. It's more trying to get to it so that, now if we bring in aliens from outer space and stuff like that, okay, you know, but it's just the idea that we're trying to get to the root of the problem because they hit stuff on Kennedy. They, you know, and you know, the media says jump and Americans say, how high? (laughs) So, that's my thoughts on it. I get I get tired of it because it it started the most of it started. I can't say we didn't have it before that. 
but when Obama was in, elected. Um, so, I don't know. I'm just saying it's been, you know, and one of the first major, well, it wasn't a lot of deaths, but it was started with Kent State. And I, 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 that was wrong what they did to those students. Uh, the students were pretty peaceful. So, but we had violence start then at towards them. So, from that point on, with Columbine and everything else, you just don't know who's doing what to who for what reason. We can guess, and we're probably right, but, um, you know, uh, the rabbit hole, what happened to Kennedy. Back then, they wanted to commit false flags against the Americans. And he was assassinated because he was opposed to that. That's what it was all about, was uh, them trying to pull stuff that he stopped to make it look like we were being attacked by the Cubans. So... This government has done a lot of evil things, believe me, even to some individuals like Kennedy and different ones, Martin Luther King. They're they're capable of twisting anything and everything and using the media to do it and be their partner. And so I don't trust anything. I'm well, sorry. I think Scalia. Go ahead. Oh, that was – yeah, I agree with you there. Yes, yeah, Scalia. I, I believe that was the setup. And then what's his bucket? Uh, oh, it was – Died in his bed. Oh. <sighs> the Supreme Court justice guy. Um, no, that's what I'm talking about. Scalia. Oh, oh, I was thinking about the guy that was, oh, sorry, that was shot at the baseball game. They, they turned the Oh, um, on. I'm having a brain freeze. Yeah, but I mean, I, well, he was just shot just because, you know, he, I'm saying for people. I mean, I I think Scalia was killed because there were there were hopes to get the new Obama. I, here's what I think. I mean, it's just my theory is I think with Scalia is I think they. I mean, I think they were pretty confident that Hillary was uh, going to get elected, and they were wrong in that, of course. But I think they were pretty right. confident, but they want to hedge their bets, and I think they want they really, really, really want it to uh, to get a, a liberal Supreme Court in there. Luckily. For once, finally, the Republicans got some gonads and stopped it. Um, <laughs> you mean you know? And, and so, I mean, I, that's I really do think that. Yeah, I know we're not after dark. <laughs> um, yeah, and Breitbart, I think, was assassinated, or something happened to him that was off color. Breitbart. Oh yeah, yeah. There's possibilities there too. I, yeah, he may have been poisoned because he was yeah, covering so some stuff too. We've got a lot of a lot of problems, and I don't know how to solve them. All we can do is try and do our best, and that's how it is. Yep. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard. I mean, there's times, you know, I'll be honest. Yeah, I just want to like, like, you know what? I just want to focus on brewing beer or something and, you know, and, and maybe do that hobby and just immerse myself in that. And it was political stuff stressful, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's even spread into our sports big time. So. Oh, I know that's ridiculous. I mean, I, you would think that I, you know, and you think with the national anthem, well, that wouldn't be something that can now. I mean, now they're saying now they're using anything to split to split us up. I mean, seriously, now the national anthem. I mean, you would think that one of the few things that could actually bring people together in unity as Americans, it could be the national anthem. But no, uh, they found a way to screw that up too. Yep. I agree. Well, definitely, folks, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, close things up for Stephen, but definitely look for us for next week uh, with what Mark and I uh, are working on. Uh, He wants to be able to get uh, plenty of information together before we do a show on it. Hopefully that will be something we'll be doing uh, next week, and then uh, we'll we'll, we'll go from there. And then, again, folks, uh, just check out the website. Check out uh, all all of our different podcasts. I, I think we had a Uh, some great shows, so uh, check those out as well, Uh, and we'll see you then. But I will uh, uh, do it early this evening. I apologize for that. It's not something we don't do very often, Uh, but there was just some oddities uh, that I think I need to to look into. So, uh, again, thank you, folks. Uh, Take care, and we will uh, see you next time. And, of course, even though it's uh, earlier, I will win tonight as I did every night. And that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. Take care, folks, and have a good night. And we'll see you next time. Hey, Aubrey.